What is up, y'all? Welcome to the Follow That Fear podcast, a show dedicated to empowering you to follow that fear, pursue what is calling you, and take it one step at a time. My name is Kat, and I am the host of this show. Today, we have an amazing guest, another amazing guest, and I'm so freaking pumped about it. That being said, before I get started, I just wanted to let you know that if you have listened to this podcast and taken anything away, any knowledge, any wisdom, anything like that. It would mean so, so much to me if you shared this podcast with your fellow badass friends or anyone you know who has a goal they are working on. The point of this whole podcast is to grow it and that would mean the world to me. On today's episode, we have Diana Dorsey. She is the owner of Simply Elegant Wedding and Event Planning. She runs a team of folks who help her create these beautiful events. But during this conversation, she shares how she started, what she needed to get started, and she goes into detail, like telling us that she saved a year's worth of mortgage so she can quit her job and go in full time to her business. She also talks about how she hit up someone on Google and was like, hey, can I do events for you? And ended up helping a team of 10 people also work with her at Google. She is a hustler to the T and during this episode, she shares all of the ups and downs and how she kind of deals with the ebbs and flow of a small business, a small but growing business. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Diana. Welcome to the show. Hi, darling. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm super honored. Um, and I just want to say I'm super proud of you. I watched everything that you post and and everything is just so amazing. You are definitely a true definition of like never giving up and follow your fear. Thank you. You're really sweet for saying that. I'm just trying, you know, but honestly, it's it's women like you that I look at cuz like when I get compliments like that from someone like you, I'm like <laughs> Okay, you got a real business, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So you are like the people that inspire me. So thank you so much. I adore you. Um, Okay, guys, I already told you about Diana. Um, So today's conversation, I just want to chat with her. I have a lot of questions for you, Diana, about like how you started and all that. Um, I know we've spoken before, uh, so a lot of this might be repetitive, but um, that's okay. Um, let's, let's let the audience know. So if you could give us just a quick little background on like, what do you do? Yes. So I am a wedding and event planner here in the Bay area, uh, currently looking to expand to Las Vegas. And we focus on educating our couples throughout the planning process so that they can enjoy every step of the way. And then the day of the wedding, we go above and beyond so that our couples can relax and enjoy their special day. Nice. How did you get started? Uh, This is a great one. Um, The more I reflect, the more I realize that this really became out of it, it grew from love. Like it happened from love Uh, because I fell in love. I was able to plan my wedding and I absolutely fell in love with the whole process. The whole experience was just 
everything that I always wanted to do. And I honestly would not be here today if I had not like gotten engaged or, um, you know, had to plan my wedding. And I, you know, grew a passion for it that, let's say I got married in February and by March I had filed my business license. Like that's how serious it was. And that's how I knew. Holy moly. So like a month later, it's like, okay, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. But the more, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, But the more I reflect on my journey, I also realized that, you know, I was already like doing this at the age of 15 when at that time I was choreographing waltzes for quinceañeras because I love to dance. And um, and you were charging And I was people, charging right? people. Yeah, I was making money. Yeah. 15 years old, already making money. And I was choreographing their waltzes. And of course, the day of the event, I had to coordinate. And so unconsciously, here I am coordinating and choreographing and making money. And so I think I, I've just always had a passion for events and, and dancing and just that fun, you know, industry. So you did talk about how did you know you wanted to start in the industry? What was it? So like you were planning your wedding, like how, how did you know that you wanted to like start it? Like what, what were the feelings that like made you feel like, no, I want to do this? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, I could really feel the passion. Um, I could feel just wanting more. It kind of like a little addiction, but it was just like, I want more of this. I want to be in this happy and love, love, you know, lovable environment. And, um, you know, events are just so much fun. Yes, there is like stressful behind the scenes, you know, type of things. But in the end, it's just so rewarding to see that you've made other people happy. And so once I kicked that off, I just wanted it more and more. And um, I, I wanted all, all the skills and who I am as a person, you know, like being that control freak or uh, very organized, everything just kind of shines in this field for me. You know, what's funny is like yeah. every person I know that plans a wedding hates planning a wedding, but you are like the opposite. You're like, I love planning <laughs> my wedding. I'm going to plan more. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly me. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Okay. So you got married in February and you knew you wanted to do this in March. What were you doing any planning before that or no? No, I was fully okay. focused on my full-time job. Okay. What were you doing at that time? I was a preschool teacher for Berkeley Unified. Okay. All right. So you're a preschool Mm -hmm. teacher. How did you start? So like, okay, great. February, you got married. March, you're like, I'm going to do this. What did you literally do? Like, did you start Googling? Like, what did you do? (laughs) I started uh, teaching myself and educating myself. I did so much reading about like, planning weddings and and I took my experience as as a bride and mm-hmm. really just put that to to work. I also started from the bottom. Mm-hmm. So my first few events were for free because mm-hmm. I didn't want to like mess up someone's special day and I yeah. charged them, you know, thousands of dollars and yeah, so yeah, yeah. My first few events I I was like I'm willing to do this for free like just give me the opportunity. Yeah. And and it was like the best decision ever because they did. They trusted me. I learned from that. And then I just made everything 
better as I went. And um, I did that for like the first couple years or so. And then I started charging little by little. So your first year yeah. you did three weddings or did you do yep. like the three free three weddings? weddings? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what about after that? Like when did, when, when did it start getting more serious? In 2014. How many years was that into when you started? The reason why there's a little gap yeah. is because I got pregnant. Oh, okay. I got pregnant got and pregnant. I could not run around being pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. that. <laughs> but I knew I would always go back to it and that I would do this, you know, further along my journey. When you when you started, so your first year, you feel like it kind of like really started, maybe not like 100%, but like you took it, you know, you were past your pregnancy, you had done a handful of weddings, maybe probably for free, you kept learning about it, I'm sure about the industry. When was the year where you were like, okay, I'm going to take this a little bit more seriously, maybe, you know, you still had your job and stuff, but you were like, I'm going to take this a little bit more serious. Tell us about that year. Yeah, that was 2016, where, you know, at that point, I was already doing 30 weddings a year. Things were becoming a little bit more consistent. So you did 30 weddings. When you did 30 weddings, were you were you working still? Yes, absolutely. You were working a full-time job? A full-time job. Mm-hmm. And how old was your daughter? She was three. Around. Three or four. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so you did 30 weddings. But let's talk about marketing. Like, how did you even get these 30 customers? Like, how did you get any customers? What was what is like your thoughts on like growing a customer base, especially when you're starting? You know, as every business owner, you definitely have to invest a little in your business and market. And so when in 2014, right when I was, you know, I had I had the baby and I was like, okay, I can get back into this. I um, we started advertising on Wedding Wire, which is a wedding web a wedding platform for couples to go and find all their wedding vendors and uh, get tips on like how to plan a wedding and things like that. When were you making money on the business at this point? Yeah, you were. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, by 2014, yes. And then, so you were marketing on online. How else were you getting customers? Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. And then you also mentioned to me before, it was a lot of word of mouth. Yes. That that kind of happened a little um, later on. Later. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I was, you know, after I've like did a lot of networking and just built like those relationships, today that's like my 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 majority of um bookings it's like word of mouth and just referrals okay so you did 30 weddings and you were working a full-time job how did you know you were ready to go all in like how when you quit your job like that seems like a really scary time of like figuring out like so how how did you know and then also how did you prepare so I'm the type that I'm a I'm a planner, you know, so I have to have my life planned out um, from now to like five years from now. And so letting go and just taking that risk was very scary for me. So I totally know what it feels like. Like, I'm not the kind of be like, all right, I'm going to start my business. I'm going to quit my job. No way. For one, we have a lot of like financial responsibilities. And so that was like the thing holding me back. So I knew that I could start, I knew 
I could start thinking about possibly leaving my job when I was being consistent with like booking my weddings and the income coming in. And I kind of monitored that for about two years. So for like two, three years, I sucked it up and I juggled my full-time job and my wedding business. And um, it was in 2018 where I was like, all right, I'm booking 30 weddings every year. The income is growing. Let me stack up months of mortgage payments. And then I can propose it to my hubby that I could quit my job. <laughs> uh, I wish I had the discipline to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. That was hard. So you stacked up a year of mortgage payments. Yeah. Holy yeah. moly. First of all, I applaud you. That's amazing. If you're listening to this, like that, not, I just want to be clear. Not only did you stack a month, uh, a year's worth of mortgage payments, but you were working a full-time job. You were booking 30 plus probably uh, weddings a year. You had a three-year-old, you said? Um, she was a little older by this time, 2018. Okay. So she's okay. Thir- six, she was like, seven. Yeah, yeah. She had a, a kid in the house who wants her attention all the time. <laughs> um, didn't you also buy your house around this time? Correct me if I'm wrong. In 2014. 2014. So you just had your house for a couple years, like a handful of years. And it's just wow. Like a lot of people, um, and if you're listening to this and you're like, how can I start my business or whatever you want to do? Like if you want to do something, you guys, life is going to happen. There's not going to be a time where life pauses and it's like, okay, this is your chance. Start your business now. I mean, maybe COVID-19, like this, this might be the <laughs> closest thing to opportunity you might ever get in your life. <laughs> but, right. Right. But I want to be clear that like life is going to happen regardless. Diana didn't have like everything in the perfect time to grow her business. She had to work for it, stack up I, I don't need, I can, I just am so amazed that you stacked up a year mm. of mortgage. I have so much respect for you. You must be really good with your money because girl, I, I'm tr- I swear I can't save over a couple <laughs> thousand. And then I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> um, it was but, hard. It was uh, hard, but I knew I had to do that to be able to, you know, propose to my husband and leave my yeah. consistent income. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel you. Don't I'm I'm going to make sure Paul doesn't hear this. <laughs> so he knows that he should not expect that from me. <laughs> I'm more of the risk taker. <laughs> yeah. But that is amazing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's um <laughs> let's quickly I had one question before we get off this topic. Knowing what you know now about running a business would you have left earlier? No, I think everything just lined up for me just perfectly. And today I just feel way more confident, way more knowledgeable. And it's it's really interesting because I feel like taking the risk and and quitting my full-time job uh, was the best decision ever because it was holding me back from doing more for my business. But I feel feel like back then I still was not sure. Like it was like, I'm taking this risk. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Even you didn't though. didn't know what was ahead. Right. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not knowing is like, I need to know, like, that's just the type of person I am, which is why it took me about three years to say, all right, I'm going to quit my job because I needed to see that consistency in, in booking and, and the income. But, um, it hasn't been easy. It's been, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Oh, I imagine. Well, this is a perfect kind of segue because now what I want to talk about is growth and like the way, the different ways you have grown from starting this business um, from from scratch. Uh, there's a lot of growth that happens in the middle and it's it's not just like the actual, like, how did it happen? But it's like, okay, what, how did you grow through these times? Have one, have you ever had moments where you're like, holy crap, I can't believe I'm here, I'm doing this, or I can't believe I got this opportunity, or I can't believe this person is about to give me this much money, maybe your biggest sale, right? Where like, you're handed this opportunity, but you also get insecure at the same time, because you're like, am I ready for this? Mm -hmm. How, tell me about how, like, what you do in those situations, what were those situations, and how you get past the self-doubt that can keep creep in sometimes? That is such a great question, Catalina. I think that a lot of us business owners sometimes underestimate us, like ourselves, or don't really value the the work that we do. And so, yeah, I mean, the first time I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do this was when I was pregnant. It was like, oh my God, I am going to have a baby. I have to put this on hold, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then um, the second time was right before quitting my job. It's like, can I really do this? Like, how am I going to make this work? Like, oh my God, you know, I'm taking this risk. But I'll never forget what someone once told me, which is if you don't throw yourself into the water, you're never going to learn to swim. And that still sticks to me till this day. And it's like, all right, I have to take risk. I can't be like such a planner with my own life all the time. I just Mm -hmm. have to let things kind of just go and kind of fall into place as we go. And so that's one thing like I'm working on. It's like just letting go a little, taking Mm -hmm. risk and just give it your all. And, you know, the results will come. And I strongly believe that you get what you put in. So, you know, if you're going to just work halfway through, then that's what you're going to get, your results. you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But tell us, uh do you have a, like, uh, example of a time where you really got, you really felt those feelings where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe someone trusted me or I can't believe, you know, whatever the story is. Yes. Oh my gosh. It happens to me every year. So every year I raise my fees up a little because, you know, everything goes up. Yeah. And And we're in the Bay Area. Exactly. So every time I raise my fees and I send my brochure out with my new fees, I'm like, oh my God, they're not going to book me. They're not going to book me. Oh my God. (laughs) And then they do. And then I'm like, yes, they booked me. All right. I'm worth that much. Yeah. Um, That's so true. But I recently, uh, raised my fees for full service. And when they booked me for that much, I'm like, oh my God, like they just paid me all this money, like thousands of dollars. Like, yeah, okay. Okay. I'm worth that. Yeah. It like changes the game in our mindset. Cause I feel like the only thing that really stops us from thinking bigger is us. Yes. Like, like we are 
our biggest like block typically uh, of like, we can't do this. So if you're listening to this in the audience, I want to tell you, and I, I know Diana would say the same, like you have, like you actually, you just said this, Diana, you have to just do it and take the risk. And sometimes it's not going to be all planned out. Like there's mm-hmm. going to be some gray area, but if you don't, if you don't jump in the water, like Diana said, you're not going to learn how to swim. So if you're sitting here wanting to start a bakery or wanting to start a blog or wanting to write a book, well, guess what? You're not going to write a book if you don't sit and you don't write. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not going to have a bakery, if you don't start sharing your, your baked goods with people in with your network, you gotta do the work. Like you gotta start swimming guy, or you gotta jump in the water or else you're not going to learn how to swim. And if you're waiting to be ready or experienced, that time's not going to come. Like you have to try it. Yeah. Just want to be clear to the audience. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. You have to try it. It's like swimming, right? Learning how to swim. It's like baby Mm -hmm. steps. It's like, you're going to maybe doggy paddle, but maybe a year from late from now, you're going to be a pro and swim like the Olympia. So it's like baby steps. You're learning as you go and you learn from your mistakes and that's okay. Exactly. So we had a conversation, Diana, about investing in yourself, not so much your business, but in, I mean, it's a direct reflection to your business, but like, how are ways ways that you have invested dollars, right, in yourself to grow your business. Um, I know you shared a couple ways you did that. So can you share it with our audience? Yeah, of course. So I strongly believe and always like staying up to, you know, up to date with like trends and and just always nourishing my brain. So I, Mm -hmm. you know, other than like listening to like great podcasts such as like yours mm-hmm. and other, you know, business mentors and uh, wedding mentors. I have also, I went back to school and I got my business degree. Mm-hmm. So I have a BA in business administration, which has helped me so much with like my business. When um, did you go to school? <laughs> um, I completed my degree in 2014. Oh, so, my God. 2000, when was I like 20, 2012 to 2014, I finished my BA. Holy <laughs> moly. I had no idea. Jesus. Wow. From 2013 <laughs> to 2018, a lot happened. <laughs> a lot. It was, yeah, it's been crazy. Wow. <laughs> it's been a great journey. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So you got your BA. So you invested in that. I invested in that. Yes. And then recently because again, I love what I do. And this is very serious for me. And I and I did it for self growth. And to also to show my couples that, you know, this is this is serious for me. I last year, I signed up for a certification class to be a certified wedding planner. So I learned so much from that. And again, that was an investment. Um, so now I'm a certified planner. Can I ask you, and you only have to share this if you're comfortable, can I ask you how much that was? Yeah, that was $1,000 for me. $1,000, guys, you heard it. And I know getting your BA is like a whole... That was like $30,000. Yeah, it's too much money. Um, I still owe. (laughs) Same here, girl. Like Paul and I still owe too uh, for for our school as well. But like, you guys, she didn't have to get 
this certification. This is something that she chose because it was important to her. And the thing is, when you start a business, you know that investing in yourself is the best investment. Like that is where you will learn how to do things. You will have that certification. Um, I also want to share, I just... I just purchased a course uh, called B-School from Marie Forleo. It's it's a $2,000 course. And I have been wanting to do this course for about three years now. Like, it's not something I just jumped into. Every year, I see it go. And it only opens for one month. So you sign up for one month. And if you don't sign up, you have to wait till the next year. And this year, seeing that, I was like, you know, this is my, this is the year I'm really like, gonna go in on this um into what I want to do I felt it necessary now I'm like uh it's I'm so behind on the workload that being said I am I've learned I've literally only taken about 10% of the courses and I feel like my money's already well spent like just from the beginning of the courses so if you're listening to this and you're like I want to grow I need to do something I challenge you to explore education and what makes sense for you and your business or you and your craft, whatever you want to grow. Like you guys, like you, you got to keep looking and keep searching for ways to grow. And this is one, this is just one like yeah. way direction to think about as well. Absolutely. And congratulations. Thank you. I didn't graduate <laughs> yet from it, but <laughs> it's it's still a big step. It's a great yeah. step. No, I, I it felt really good because I was like, okay, Kat, this is you being real serious, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I definitely feel it. Um I have a so I asked on Instagram, I was like, you guys, I'm gonna have small business owners on the podcast. And I got a question. I got two questions that I wanted to share with you mm-hmm. here. Or what do you do to get through the tough times in business? Example would be low sales and people not supporting you. So let's talk about maybe people not supporting you first and then low sales. So were there ever times where you would get frustrated because the people in your life weren't supporting you in your growth? Oh my God. Like, yes. Yes. Especially at the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. At the beginning, you're trying to prove to, you know, your family, your friends that Mm -hmm. this is going to work and that they just have to be patient. For me, it was like, hours and hours of like planning and dedicating to my couples because I was yeah. trying to build a reputation. Yeah. So at the very beginning, I was spending so much time like doing emails and in meetings and, and I'm also learning, right? So I'm learning yeah. like, uh, I've learned that, you know, today, like I schedule my meetings during a certain time. They're only an hour long. But at the beginning, you're trying to build that reputation. So you're very flexible and you're kind of like trying to juggle everything. And so here you have your family like, why are you spending so much time on the computer? What about us? This and that. Uh, Oh, yes. But for me, it was more like, whatever, I'm going to do what I have to do because I'm trying to build something here. So you're just going to have to be patient. Today, that has changed. Now they believe in me, they see results. And so they're so supportive. I mean, beyond supportive. 
Uh, that definitely is hard. I think it's all I mean, for me, I feel like I'm dealing with that right now. Uh, how much time is too much time or how much time you know what I mean? And like, I could do this all day I this forever. Um, but it's hard. It's hard getting that support. And like my friends, like, God bless them. But they people aren't going to get your world. Like they're just not going to get the world. They don't do the research you do. They don't do the homework you do. They don't know the opportunity you have. They don't like, they just don't know. And that's okay. Like for those listening to you, you can't expect everyone, especially your circle to like a hundred percent support you. Are they going to root for you? Sure. Are are they going to get annoyed by how much time you put in? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they will. Mm-hmm. They will a hundred percent be annoyed by the time you put in. But you are the one with the vision. And I promise you, like, keep going at it and it will, you will see the fruit come out, you know, like you will, you will reap what you sow. Yes. Is that, is that right? I don't know. Yes. Yes. Um, How about like, what do you do when you have low sales? Like when you're like, oh my God, I mean, you're kind of, I'm sure right now you're in a freak right out now. mode right oh now God. because it's coronavirus time and everyone's quarantine events are being canceled. But like, I mean, we don't have to talk about it right now, but like in the past when you've had low sales, what do you do in those moments? Like, what do you start thinking about? How do you get, you know, mm-hmm. moving and shaking in your business? That's a great question. So my industry is very seasonal. So we have wedding season and engagement season and s- slow time. So for me, December, yeah. January, sometimes February is very slow for me. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned throughout my years of doing this is when I have like my high peak months where I'm making a lot of money, yeah, I have to distribute that into yeah. my December my January, my February. And mm-hmm. so then it just doesn't really feel like it's slow because during yeah. those slow times, I'm finding other things to do for my business. So as business owners, it's not just about like delivering the service and executing the service, but you also have so much other things you have to do. You have to get ready for taxes. You have to, you know, you have to do the bookkeeping how are we going to market for this year? Let's take what we did this past year and make it better. And how are we going to yeah. do that? So there's so much to stay busy all the time. So even though it's like low on sales, all right, maybe that marketing strategy is not working. So go out into the world and network and meet other people that are probably going to help you bring, you know, more business. So just yeah. thinking of strategies. You know, let's get dig deeper into, I I know we talked a little bit about marketing, but like, I have someone in mind, um, someone in my audience who owns a online boutique. Mm -hmm. So I know this isn't your like, you know, this isn't your line of business like retail. But um, in that world, and knowing what you know about business and growing a small business into something larger and larger and larger, and you're still growing. What marketing, like what, when you're thinking like, Oh crap, I got low sales. What do I do? What are you, where does your mind go first? Like, like, what are you doing? I like what you said right now. You were like, go out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like start mark, start networking. Tell us more about like everything, like networking. If you're in 911 mode and you have to start selling, like what are all the things you want? you think of doing to, yeah. to help 
your business? Great question. So one of the things, because right now it's like my downtime, yeah, quote unquote yeah, yeah. downtime, I have attended a lot of networking events where I'm meeting other professionals in the industry that I want to build relationships with so that they can refer me. Maybe they know, you know, different, different market in, in their, you know, area if they're in Napa, Sonoma, maybe I could do more weddings out there. Um, but also Instagram and YouTube. So those are like things that I'm yes. like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's my world. So yes, I'm like focusing on that. I'm focusing on like just getting my, my name out there, my brand out there through other channels, such as like Instagram. Yeah. I'm, I'm challenging myself right now to do YouTube uh, YouTube videos for for one because I want to grow and perfect my public speaking skill. Yeah. It's not my strongest, and so um, no, you know, just so <laughs> just doing. Thank you. Not yeah. like you. You're amazing. No, that's <laughs> all I got, girl. You're a natural. <laughs> <laughs> just one. That's all I got. Okay. Um, but yeah, just just finding different way. So whatever you've been doing, if it's not working, change it, do something different. Love that. If it's not working guys, change it. So like if, if you are, a, I don't know, I always go back to like a baker, <laughs> but if you are a baker and your cookies aren't selling, then stop making the freaking recipe. Like you got to get some, you got to move and shake and figure out what works because things aren't going to work. So like sure, you are doing this process. Like, let's say that you have an online boutique and you sell candles. If you are, you know, putting candles and marketing them the same way, and that's not bringing in the dollars you want, well, then what do you do? You change it up. You try something new. You try new avenues. You try YouTube. You try this. You try updating your website. You try talking, even talking to your customers. A question for you, how has your relationship with your customers helped you change your business and processes um, in terms of like feedback? Like, is there any, have, do you ever get feedback from customers? And then you, how do you, how does that work getting feedback to actually changing your processes or, or I don't know, offerings? I don't know how you change it, but like, what do you do with customer feedback and how do you get customer feedback? You know, after a wedding or after an event, I ask my couples for a review, whether it's on Wedding Wire, The Knot, Yelp, Google, you know, you name it. But we take that very serious because their their opinions are very important to us. Luckily, they're all great. Knock on wood. Yeah. They're all great. But still, yeah. like, even like the smallest critique, like maybe they want faster response or something like that. It's like, all right, mm -hmm. faster, you know, fast response. So let's try to respond with than a day or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. just taking what they're suggesting and kind of finding a way to improve that. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, one of the things that I always do every year as I raise my fees is like, okay, I'm going to raise my fees. How can I make this more of a quality for them? So, you know, mm -hmm. quality over quantity and yeah. the experience. Because my my business is a service for for me, it's all about the experience with them, and so being yeah. really attentive and very detailed uh, is super important. One of the, I can give you an uh, an example. Uh, so as I raise my fees, 
now I give my couples a little gift, right? Because now I have the funds to give them a little gift. And so they absolutely love that. And it just like really uh, sticks with them. You know, they're like, oh, she's so thoughtful or something like that. So growing and improving. And um, I love that. mm -hmm. I love that you, you raise your fees every year, but with that fee raise, you, you elevate the quality, like you grow the quality of it. Yes, absolutely. And that makes it, it makes it like a surprise and delight that you give them a gift. It's like, oh my God, like how thoughtful, Mm -hmm. but that's a strategy that you use to grow your business and grow your dollars um, and revenue. That's so, so good. I love, love that. You know, if, if I can ask you about this, this, we didn't talk about this in our last conversation. Um, but I wanted to ask, cause you, I know you and you have a hustle. Like this woman is a hustler. She is relentless. She's like sweet and organized. And I know on this call, she's like, you, you, you come off very like, like good at what you do and organizing. You care a lot about people, but don't let this fool you. She is a hustler. She's relentless about like business. I want to know about you and the, the, uh, the work you did with Google. Ah, uh, because <laughs> that shit was hustler. That <laughs> so, was. Oh <laughs> so if you have, and if it's okay, if you're comfortable talking about this, and tell me if you're not, it's all good. Um, but I know there was a time in your uh, business where you worked with Google. How did that work? And you had like a long relationship with them, and were tell me about how where did that come from like how did that start where was your mindset when you were like I have this idea yeah yeah great (laughs) I love that one um (laughs) I love it because you know I've always just been that kind of person where it's like if you tell me no I'm gonna be like uh whatever yeah yes if it's red and I think it's black it's gonna be black and I'm very stubborn in that way and so I remember growing up you know, maybe in my mid twenties. And I would always tell my mom, mom, one day I'm going to work for Google and Yahoo. And she must've thought I was like the most craziest person in the world. Yeah. Um, But, you know, just the same way that she thought I probably wouldn't graduate high school because I had my, my child, my first born at the yeah. age of 17. And she was like, you're never going to graduate high school. And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Watch me. <laughs> um, uh. so here I am. Uh, you know, I've already, I started my business. My expertise is more like weddings. And so I wanted to kind of branch out and go into the corporate world. But I know that I am aware that we have to start somewhere. Yeah. And so I was like, how am I going to get into this corporate world thing? You know, and I'm here I am on on LinkedIn and I'm like, let me look up uh, event coordinators for like Google or Yahoo. Yeah. And I come across uh, Brian's profile. Shout out to Brian because of him is that I, you know, I'm there. Yeah. Um, I I sent him an email and I'm like, hey, do you ever need an extra set of hands uh, at Google? And he's like, well, in fact, we do. And I'm like, well, I'm willing to volunteer. Do you know him? No, I didn't know him. Yeah. <laughs> I um I just reached out to this random person on LinkedIn and I I would love to volunteer I want to get my foot in the door and that was in January of 2017 
and while you were yeah. growing your business. Yes. FYI, I just want everyone to take note of that. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Sorry. While I was growing my business and while I was still working my full-time job because I quit my full-time in 2018. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my story's a little bit all over the place, but that's No, but it's amazing. It's like the hustler story. Okay, so so you hit him up on LinkedIn. You didn't know him. You were like, "Hey, by chance, can I volunteer to get my foot in the door?" He said, "Yes." So what happened after that? So he said yes, and of course, you know, he was like, "You you're not going to volunteer. We're going to pay you." And I was like, "What? You're going to pay me?" And um I remember the feeling when I first walked in the door, it was like, wow, I did it. Like I did it. Like I said, one day I would be here and here I am. And if it wasn't because, you know, you got to just reach out. It never hurts to ask. Like that's what I tell everyone. Like just ask. It never hurts. And um, by May or June that year, they offered me a contract to continue to work for them um, till this day, uh, you know, unfortunately, they're about to lose their their lease. So our time is like ending. But I've been there for the past three years. And it's just been an, an amazing opportunity. And that's been another revenue stream of income, right? Yes. And, and not only that, but it has um, offered me, it has given me the opportunity to help others. And so being there at Google, I have helped like over 10 girls also get a name income because they come under my wings and they support those events. And so they, yeah. they, they make money. Yeah. So you've, yeah. you've had 10, I guess, employees or whatever under your contract with them. Correct. You guys, are you hearing this? Like in the audience, like this is amazing. Like this is the hustler journey. And I'm sure Diana learned a lot that she could from these business, from this relationship that she brought into her own business and growing a team within her own, you know, private wedding and event planning business. Holy moly. That is just crazy. So it, it, you start, you asked to be a volunteer. They're like, no, we'll pay you. How did, how much time do we have? We don't have that much time. In terms of, in terms of real dollars, like how did that conversation go? Because that can be very uncomfortable for people. So if they were like, okay, no, we'll pay you. How did you even like pick a number? Like, (laughs) (laughs) So those first five months I accepted what they gave me, which was not Mm -hmm. bad at all. You know, it was $30 an hour. I was like, holy moly, I make more than, you know, my full-time job. Yeah. So for me, it was just great. Um, from the beginning, but then once it turned into a contract and they were like, all right, write a proposal. That was like the most scariest thing ever. Like I have to write a proposal for Google and hopefully they accept it or, or what, right. I'll, I'll lose this contract. But again, it was like, nope, Diana, you got this, do it with confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the least they could say is no, or let's renegotiate. Yeah. But they accepted it, and uh, yeah, I hope you. I hope you took that money because Google got that money. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It's it's been amazing, you know, because of that. Underneath my belt, I get a I get hit up a lot by other corporate companies, or they want to like offer me this job and this and that, and it, it's just yeah. a really great opportunity. That is amazing! Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 And you know, we didn't even get to your actual real like life story in terms of like your growth and how you grew up. You were 
you were a mom at 17. Like there are so many things that could have been against you in growing anything on your own, right? Like anything, but clearly you are not just a survivor, you're a thriver. You push through the hard stuff and manifest and create a life um, that supports not just you and your family and like, you know, your kids, especially your older kids. Uh, but you've like, you're, you're just amazing, Diana. You're so like, sweet. You are amazing. And your story is amazing. And I know that there are women out there who can learn so much from you. So I hope you don't stop telling that story. I hope you share more and more of your story story, like your life story, not just your <laughs> business story, because that is that is what is typically in the way of people following their fear and going, trying something new. Mm-hmm. They're just stacking up all of the insecurities yeah. and the... The, the stuff we're not proud of. Um, like I know people who are like, Oh, I, it, like, like they, I can't go back to school. I'm too old. And it's like, mm-hmm. what? Like, no, like that's such crap. Or I can't do this. I don't know how I don't have enough experience. Mm-hmm. No, you get the experience. You grab the experience. You take it yeah. and you do it. You know, you play the game. Um, yeah, exactly. You play the game. You, you do what you got to do. So Thank you so much for blessing us. I actually do have one more question before we get off. I know we just have a minute. Um, what way are you going to follow your fear this year? Oh or month? my God, that is such a yeah. perfect question for right now. So uh, uh, that's true. <laughs> so if um as I mentioned, we're getting ready to expand to Vegas. And one of the reasons mm-hmm. why it's because we're actually moving to Vegas. Ah! And it has been really scary. Like, I'm going to be the newbie out there, the newbie with experience. But um, it's still like, holy moly, like, am I starting from the beginning? Yeah. How is this going to be? And it's kind of like, nope, Diana, you got this. You're going to walk in there and you're going to, you know, show them what you got. And and yeah, but that's pretty scary, too. Like, not knowing how things are going to go. Dude, I can see you there already. You're going to be throwing like the biggest weddings in the fanciest casinos. (laughs) They're going to be like the CEO wife is planning and they're going to be spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars with you. I see it. Thank you. And and you're going to be in your little Louboutins, like (laughs) telling people where to put things. I see it for you. I'm so pumped. I'm so, so pumped for this journey for you. I already am so inspired by you and I know my audiences too. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. Was that not a crazy story? She is such a badass. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Here are some takeaways from today's episode. Number one, when you really enjoy something, when you find joy, take notice of that because it's probably something you're really great at. Number two, her first three events she did for free. That is how she got her experience. So make sure to use this strategy if you're trying to get some experience. Number three, life is gonna happen. There is never gonna be a right time to start your business or go towards your goal. You gotta just do it. Number four, 
prepare for departure by stacking up some money or at least figuring out a plan. Number five, if you don't throw yourself into the water, you're never going to learn how to swim. Sorry to break it to you guys, but sometimes you're gonna have to do some dope ass shit with no experience. Number six, invest in your learning and in yourself. Number seven, sometimes you're going to have to prove it to your family, so just forget about what they think. <laughs> Number eight, if it's not working, change it. And if it's not working again, change it again. This is business. You've got to figure out ways to make it work. Number nine, when you raise your fees, raise the quality and the value as well. And number 10, get creative when finding opportunities and don't be afraid to ask for what you want. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I just, I hope you guys know how much you all mean to me. If you're listening to this, I'm talking straight to you. Thank you so, so much for your support. I appreciate it more than you know. If any of you are interested in any one-on-one -on -one coaching, please email me at hi.catdelcarmen at gmail.com. But either way, you can find me on Instagram. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye.